0: my lovely books ready. So,
1: And we are back here with another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 226 with Mrs. Writer C.S. <laughs> Johnson. How are you doing? Nice to meet you.
0: Good. Nice to meet you too. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I've been uh, very busy these past couple of weeks, you know, Thanksgiving uh, content on the channel. My birthday is coming up this week, so I got a plan for that, you know. And potentially we're going to have some Awesome, epic bangers! Uh, for podcast episodes coming up for my birthday because people know I do celebrate holidays. I don't care for holidays too much. The only things I celebrate Look. throughout the year are Halloween, the YouTube anniversary, and just my birthday. That's it. So that's what well, we you gotta got to do.
0: Two, you got your 200th episode of your your podcast too coming up next, right? Oh,
1: oh for the Cloud Nine podcast. Yeah, th- this one we already celebrated that a while ago. For this one, so because uh we lost, I lost my main YouTube channel. So, um, Mm -hmm. I had to end up rebranding my second one to my main one. I had to navigate how different YouTube is now compared to what it was before. So we lost like five podcasts I had on there. The episode number totals when I did the numbers, it's like 514 episodes for like all these shows total. So my goal is to get past that number with these two shows combined. So once I get past by 14, then I'll be, I'll feel good. But I, but I won't feel comfortable with that either. I got to keep pushing forward because I've been doing this for a long time. I feel like I should have a podcast in oh, yeah. like the 600, 700 episode, you know, range by now, but you know, my, my crackhead brain never let me, uh, you know, understand the ropes of everything. Cause back in the day when I first started doing this, I used to let the guests, you know, as the guest was carrying me, you know, like <laughs> in sports terms, there's a term called getting carried. The guests would carry the shit out of me. I was so trash back in the day. You go watch all. well, they're no, they are well, they don't exist anymore. But if it did happen, if anyone happened to catch those older episodes I did, those were so bad. We were so ghetto back then because we didn't have stream Yard <laughs> back when I did those either. Back then to do this, I would have to do this through Skype actually. Mm-hmm. So I'd have I'd have OBS to record the screen, and then I would have myself on my webcam – in, in uh Skype, so it was such a weird way to get it done. It was so ghetto back then. I'm so glad you already this a, as a freaking program now. But yeah. enough about me. Oh, obviously- well, I mean,
0: the terms and conditions always change too. So it's, it's so um it's almost like going swimming at the same beach but the sharks just kind of rotate in and out <laughs>
1: if you're going to a beach with sharks there you might want to run just actually never go to that beach in general you know do you see that video of that big giant mako shark that was washed up to to, to land oh is that a couple weeks ago yeah that big giant mako shark is that abnormal size for them they don't actually get that big they're actually fairly small actually so that's mm-hmm. a that's a not normal size for that kind of shark. And, you know, I was, I was glad people like helped it get back in the water. Cause you know, it's not, it's just living its life. It's just part of like going, what the fuck? Why is it so hot out here? I'm not normal. This is not normal. I'm glad the humans kind of, you know, put it back in the water. That was, that yeah. still shows me that there's good in people left somewhere in this planet. But let's start talking about you, ma'am. So what is your uh, I guarantee story?
0: you're more interesting. So.
1: <laughs> no way. What are you talking about? So what is your origin
0: story like how did you grow up actually um i grew up um as the black sheep of the family i guess is a good place to start no i did that that was me (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, i have two sisters and they're both geniuses and i'm the creative genius so they make a lot of money and i tell a lot of funny jokes (laughs)
1: okay so So. did you have a like a relatively you would say looking back on it now because i don't know how old you are Never asked her what her age. That's what my mom told me. Um, I,
0: you know that's okay. You can ask, but I'm not going to say anything. Cause, cause no, it's, no. Like uh, looking
1: back through all these many years, do you? I did. you feel like you had a great childhood for the most part? Great like teenage years, college years, and all that stuff.
0: I honestly had a very bipolar one. I think. <laughs> hmm. So okay. When 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 uh the that um report came out that said that like over 50 percent of women or about 50 percent of women have been diagnosed with a mental illness i'm like i can see that (laughs) (laughs) that's true uh... (laughs) yeah so well i mean i think for my generation so i'm a millennial i'll give you that um we came of age in mm -hmm. um like it was it's very almost like dickinson where it's like Mm -hmm. uh you know, it was the age of nothing. It was the age of everything, and um, so we had like the rise of technology. We grew up in it, and we we had to like adapt to it really fast. And I think that um, when you move away from the natural order of things, sometimes you get caught up in a lot of the backlash that comes with it. And it's since you're still moving through it, there's a lot of stuff that you actually haven't processed yet. So. <laughs> I actually really have a great analogy for this, and it's Star Wars. (laughs)
1: Star Wars, yeah, and Disney has been doing such a good job with Star Wars, haven't they?
0: (laughs) Uh, I mean, if the goal, the end goal, is to make everybody retarded, yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and potentially grab a knife and slit their throats. That was the goal. Actually did.
0: Like there's so many climate change activists that um, these days that mm-hmm. do stupid things that like mm-hmm. like those people that glue themselves to the street. I mean, you're not going to convince anybody of that. But honestly, making Star Wars like dumb enough and silly enough for the hardcore fans that might convince some people to join. You know, the Canadian made service. So <laughs> I'm just so, waiting for that to show up on some kind of. Uh, this is why I decided to to go here. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> so you know did you grow up like because you have a new a, a comic book or graphic novel out did you grow yep. up reading comic books actually you did
0: um you know honestly i started off with manga 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 that's uh,
1: japanese <laughs> comic books that's fine actually yeah
0: so i really liked i really liked those <laughs> mm-hmm. um i had a couple friends that would lend me their batman and their superman ones too so i okay. will say i'm more of a superman fan than a batman fan so okay. So
1: you grew up reading manga more than um traditional western comic books. Which manga was your first anime series you read then?
0: Okay, so the first the first manga one that I finished because the 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 irritating thing about manga for me and anime in general is that you I want to watch the whole thing. So like I Are you okay, I'm, you're
1: a completionist. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, uh, the first one that I finished, um so the first anime I finished watching was Sailor Moon because awesome. that was in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was the nineties. Um, and then I I really liked um for the for the manga though, I really liked um I had a ton of Inuyasha ones. I had the Subasa Reservoir Chronicle. I liked a lot mm-hmm. of clamp stuff, very um girly quiet stuff. Well, I, I loved Inuyasha, totally that's good. my favorite anime ever. I know they did such a good job on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. People call me misogynist, but I was like, my favorite anime is written by a woman. Like, people forget. Phonot Alchemist is also created by a woman. Right. And it's crazy how anime has this to it, where you don't give a fuck about what the creator's politics are. Nothing. No one is out there asking about Achiria Oda's <laughs> fucking politics. I don't even care what he votes for. I honestly don't care. Is Luffy doing some shit that's cool? All right, that's all I care about. But like with you know, Akira Toriyama. Like, who cares who Akira Toriyama votes for? well
0: is, i think on some you know. of, that's part of the, the the allure of manga is that uh, like when you actually get into some of the political the political backgrounds of the writers and what they're trying to say and some of their messaging you you it's not american <laughs> so it's like oh i don't really care <laughs> mm-hmm. um a really good example of this is um the spirited away movie um Ooh, it's actually like a metaphor one. for child trafficking mm-hmm. like there's a big problem with children disappearing and so um it's a it's a big theme in the movie and in, uh the story where did Chihiro you like is. the ending
1: people love that movie but they despise the ending of it where she didn't get a chance to be with um the boy haku Those the name oh, of the okay kid. well yeah. i mean he's the river god so it's kind of yeah people are weird It's <laughs> weird community i'll say everyone's a ship in their community i'll say
0: <laughs> well i mean like for the the age level that it's at it's very appropriate for friendship i think um yeah. There's actually like a there's a study that come that came out recently that said like millennials and like Gen like no not the millennials the um the ones after us Gen Zers they mm-hmm. don't like a lot of sex and you know T N A and stuff that's, that's gross that
1: that that's gross stuff they do no we, we're <laughs> chads now we don't need sex that's for losers
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't think it's that I think you know they can get on Tinder they can they can get on all these dating apps and there's only fans you can get a lot of you know gratification. Gratification in your own, and it's very specialized. Well,
1: because. it's a lot more different now for them compared to like obviously at my age, like to, to see any of that stuff, you would have to legitimately go out of your way sneakingly to do that stuff. Now it's kind of like it's so much more readily readily available. You mm-hmm. know, it's the same thing with uh music. Remember back in the day to get music, it was a, a task to get music to get the songs you wanted, playlists. I mean at, at a certain point, people just burn their favorite songs to a CD. Yes. So yeah, the CD players and all that stuff. Yeah, like now you just simply you go on like YouTube, you copy the link, you paste into one of those converters, and you just get your song there. <laughs> you know, it's so much more different now. That's why I think things are not as loved anymore for like an enthusiasm standpoint, because they become so readily available. The journey to get them is so easy now, which is basically yeah. the let's the, the click of a button. You don't like appreciate it like you used to, because you'd have to yeah. work as hard to get it, you know.
0: Oh well, yeah. I mean, and that's why I think they they actually gravitate more towards stories about friendship is because these are very lonely people that can have sex and porn whenever they want, but they don't actually mm-hmm. have any friends.
1: And girls are disgusting, as you know. Girls have cooties. You know, <laughs> they all all they want is your your hot water and your food and your money. You know, and they'll <laughs> tell your best, then they'll tell your friends how how just how bad in bed you were. That's how girls function. Am I right? I'm just kidding, guys. So uh, joke. <laughs> see, I'm actually a lady, so I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> So, you know what's interesting? Since you said you like anime, what would be like your top five animes ever?
0: Ever? Okay. Um, So, I um i still hold sailor moon up as like number one like the because and i specifically like the 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 poorly dubbed american version (laughs) where they're saying like Mm. dweebs and dorks and they're doing all these like (laughs) silly language things i think it's just very 90s it's it's iconic Mm. for just the language interpretation i will fight anybody on this (laughs) they redid it a couple years ago and it just doesn't sound right um, it's crazy like, it's
1: growing up. We didn't know how bad the English dubs were. I think some of them came out better than others, but I'll say English dubbing has gotten a lot better throughout yes. the
0: years. Yes. I think it's, we have
1: it's to pretty be bad
0: English for that too. So <laughs> <laughs> but um well, the, the other thing with it is um it, it's got a lot more personality. Like things today, you have to be very PC and politically correct and everything. And it's you can't have any distinctive personality or people make fun of you for it. And that's <laughs> why part of me is like that's exactly the reason that people should fight for the the original dubbed f- series is like it's uh it's got mm-hmm. personality it's got it's it's dated but it's also that's part of its charm so <laughs> so you
1: see so if Sailor Moon's your number one favorite anime of all time we'll be like Probably. the other uh, we'll we'll be like the other four you can Okay throw in
0: so there. um I, I really like uh, Inuyasha, as I said. I used to stay yeah. late watching that one. I like Detective Conan. I think you can really, if you if you wanted to learn how to murder somebody <laughs> without being I Yeah,
1: I love that. Without anime. It's getting so good. caught
0: by some kind of FBI agent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think Jeez. you could
0: just binge watch the theories. <laughs> so that show is actually part of the reason why I'm a completionist. I I um I You're started still with that show. I mean, it, they're still living in 1996 in that show. I, I know. You're still <laughs> with that show is
1: what I would ask. Yes. Good Lord. And he's still <laughs> in that small kid's body. That's crazy to think about. <laughs> I was a kid when he was a kid thinking it, thinking yeah. about that. Well, for me, I was a kid. He was a teenager, but they, you know, screwed him over. I, I, I don't know. I, I would like to live in a world where what if they didn't put him in a kid's body? What if he just stayed the way he was, honestly? But then again, I guess the appeal is like, you lose your. <clears throat> I just don't know why. I wonder if they ever revealed why they put him in a kid's body. I never understood that. I thought that was just odd for the most part. Overall, Conan. That's one of the fewest animes where I can watch any episode and I know I'm going to get entertained. For the malt, for like straight, straightforward, you're going to get entertained. Now, people said some of the detective stuff kind of cheesy. It's weird that you can a kid can figure all that stuff out in like a l- little bit of span of time, but it's like he's not a kid. A friend, he's Got the mind of a teenager, mostly an adult right. at that
0: point, he's, and he like kid's already body. genius, and yeah, and he had the connections with his parents and stuff. So one of my favorite not- episodes was when um, what was the people that he
1: lives as Rachel's dad? Remember yeah. the episode they went? His his female colleague got killed because the her a guy that she loved, oh guy a, the person that loved her, she didn't love him back, and he killed her, and then he let the person. They let him. He let Rachel's dad figure it out for himself. That that two parter. That has to be like one of the best episodes <laughs> ever. That was so cool. Where he let him figure it out, and that guy tried charging at him, and he let mm-hmm. him knock him out. I, I was like, all right, that's Pete Chadness right there. I love that, you know. But you know, when it comes to anime, when you think about it, like, there's that's what's the anime just in general. Even through all these many years, you you watch stuff like that, and you just you just fall in love with it. And you don't care about anything else all you care about is just the story the characters and everything else involved you don't talk about anything regarding politics surrounding the anime itself you
0: know right um well and and then part of that is because of the cultural and the language barriers like there are some, some things that you just wouldn't understand unless you knew about the culture oh true
1: yeah <laughs> so, uh so yeah sailor moon inuyasha detective conan Oh, uh, Ranoni Kenshin is also on the list. So. Oh, for sure, yeah. Roni Kenshin is a banger. That is a great anime. Yeah.
0: I actually like my kids are young, but I started reading the manga to them. I I omit the the swear words and I kind of explain some of the harder stuff a little bit more lightly. But, but yeah, we have, we've gotten to book three. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess that's four. Uh, and then yeah. probably the the other one of the first ones that I saw was on WB. It was um. It was the uh, the Pokemon and the card captor Sakura one. It was the it was the really Americanized. Oh, anime one. So like, if Sailor Moon, like you don't du- change the original dub, the captor Sakura needs to change the dub for that one because they mm. they mix a lot of it up. <laughs> okay. see so but I started this really young, and I think so. I don't have anything like really recent. I think that I would like. So your top five would be Sailor
1: Moon, Inuyasha, Ronnie Kenshin, Detective Conan. Mm-hmm. and um card
0: captors, Sakura. card captors that's that's okay i got I'm you like, did you like I, alchemist, actually well when you're a completionist yes you're waiting on a lot of stuff so that's true uh,
1: yeah you're probably still waiting on hunter <laughs> hunter as most people well.
0: know actually <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. but did you like uh from alchemist actually
0: you know my husband and i get along really well with anime and um i the what the episodes i've watched with him are very well done i I don't know how much I enjoy the uh, the more supernatural kind of occultist leaning stuff. Just because mm. I, uh, I don't know. I just uh, it's a little it's a little too realistic on some levels. So. It has got a lot. Of, it's that's why I will say that. That's why I loved it. It,
1: it um because if, if you haven't finished it yet, you're gonna it, it it all it all really does come full circle toward the end of the series. Like why they did what they did. But I, I could understand why they I mean you have two killed kids, they they lose their dad is just basically never there, and you'll you'll find out reasons why he's not there. He's a terrible person for the most part, and mm-hmm. they lose their mom, she dies. I can understand why they did what they did. They're naive, stupid kids, they want their mom, they have nowhere else to go. I mean, and then that it's just so well done. That has to be one of the most peak animes I've ever I've ever seen. Stuff with yeah. Scar, the stuff civil like World War II, it's just it's just so good. Like the fuse like the character.
0: Like the- the, I, I do like the uh, the different aesthetics too like i i really like um historical fiction you know and it's, mm-hmm. I'm, i like history a lot so going back and doing like the steampunk stuff and the mm-hmm. um the the more kind of like cyberpunk stuff stuff too like you kind of see that in more like a Leto battle angel because it's more futuristic stuff but uh so before yeah. we get
1: into the juicy stuff regarding <laughs> your um other part of your life where you're an author and a creator so you mentioned Disney. I mentioned you didn't like what Disney has been doing to all your favorite properties. So <laughs> let, let, let's start with Star Wars. Did you grow up with Star Wars,
0: actually? Um, so I liked a lot of science fiction as a kid, but it's mm-hmm. I guess it's like light science fiction. Like Dune is too heavy. Very for light. Me, so. <laughs> Dune is too heavy. Oh lord, okay. Yeah, I mean, like I saw the new movie, and I'm actually like I've I've even said like Dune Part Two is probably the only movie that I'm somewhat interested in seeing um, mm-hmm. next year so far, and um. You know, that's it. Um, I like fantasy stuff a lot um, because mm-hmm. I think, and like, the, the, I think a lot of people don't understand that, like, w- you like fantasy usually because it teaches you something about your real life. Better. Yeah. You know, people who understand fantasy understand how the world works very well. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have some really terrible fantasy. That's true. At some yeah. point, you know? um, and you have really terrible stories when you just, when people don't understand, um, you know, the... How human nature works and and mm-hmm. how um, you know people are you know either incentivized or coerced or manipulated into doing terrible things so um, but I grew up in the age of uh, the prequels era you know and um, if you watch like the original trilogy it, it has a lot of the the mythical elements to it it's got the, a lot of the old school um, you know hero's journey the uh, the reluctant hero goes on a journey and comes back home type stuff and if you watch the prequels um they take a lot of the the more mystical elements out of it like with the force they turn it into the midichlorians uh this is like the age of information where you have so many uh like graphic things and so many mechanical devices that are just new and i get that it's to sell toys (laughs) um but you know like that wasn't as much of a concern in the in the originals and um so you have the focus in the originals is the story because you need the story to carry on throughout the, the movies. So people stay mm-hmm. engaged. Uh, so you have like the very human elements in the, in the original, in the prequels, you have more of the, the world building at large and you have, like I said, the the more intellectual side of things. So you have politics, you've got the, um, um, the kind of like the death of democracy in the, the Republic and the Senate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the the oncoming war so you have more just more (laughs) and it's all kind of like thrown at you in in almost like different segments and it's all tied in and it's almost a a shame at how like I know it's supposed to be centered on like the rise of Darth Vader and and the empire but it's it's almost um like it's almost like that's almost secondary (laughs) given how much stuff is just thrown at you through these things. And I think that's a good metaphor for um, like growing up as a millennial because, um, you know, my parents both worked jobs where they worked at the same job all their life. And I do not have that luxury (laughs) 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 or that, or that, uh, that curse, I guess too, either. So.
1: When I, when I watched the Star Wars prequels, because when I grew up, I wasn't really into Star Wars. I thought that was just for freaking nerds. Not to be first. Also kids watch Dragon Ball Z. So keep that in mind too. I uh, I went through all the Star Wars movies uh, in 2021 when we were still semi on lockdown. Watched the original trilogy first. I was like, this is actually people love this. This It's pretty good. The original trilogy is really really good. Really well. Really well. Really well. Crafted story very well. Those characters. uh, It's it's just good. Just all good for the most part. There's a little cheesy things here and there, but I was like, for the most part, you're like, okay, this is pretty (laughs) good. When it came to the prequels, the best thing I can take away from them because I don't think the first two movies are good at all. I think they're pretty bad. I think the third one is good. I think the main point of the prequel movies that I took away from it was, uh, I think Star Wars Theory pointed this out in the video, and I was like, okay, I can see where that's coming from, which is um Anakin. I think it, it still showed people that Anakin was a slave. Anakin was mm-hmm. a slave when he grew up to that one alien in episode one, forgot his name. Oh, Watto. He was a slave to his emotions in episode two. Mm -hmm. And then he was a full-blown slave to Palpatine in episode three. So I think if the point of the trilogy was to show that Anakin was always going to be a slave, his life was just supposed to be that way. Slave to your emotions, slave to your emotions, slave to someone else. And then even when he became all-powerful as Vader, he was a slave to Palpatine again, right? And then I think that was the main takeaway from the prequel trilogy that I always see. Because like episode one is hard-carried by Liam Neeson. Pretty, pretty hard. <laughs> it's so crazy to me that people, I don't know, people rag on like Ray or like Finn beating Kylo Ren. I, I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out how Obi Wan can beat Darth Maul, really. Yeah, that, that itself is, that like no sense. I mean, it was, it was a cool fight, obviously, but looking at episode one when I watched it, I was like, okay, this is, that's why people got mad. This is a bit, a big, drastic dip in quality compared to the previous movies. And I, I know people
0: said George Lucas said
1: they're for kids, but
0: that's, I, uh, I I really don't agree with that, but it's one of those um, things that, like, you can you can see it as a kid and not understand it and still kind yeah. of see what's going on. It's uh, And if you go back and revisit it as an adult, you're like, oh, I missed that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the angle of people saying it's for kids is a cop-out just in case the movie's bad or is considered bad. Because there's plenty of great kids' movies that people still have their kids watch today. It's like Lion's King is obviously a kid's movie. But the mature themes of it, you're not gonna understand until so you're like probably fucking twenty five years old, probably. But <laughs> no, it's still, a I kids mean, movie. You're <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're still, Lion King's still a kids movie by all by all, tens and purposes. That's a kids movie. But I don't get why people say it's general. I, I I guess the, I guess what he really meant to say probably back in the day
0: is my general audience for this target
1: is kids. You
0: I know? wouldn't even say that is it's that it's accessible to children, even if it's not for them which is crazy because a
1: lot of people say they grew up watching the original trilogy themselves and they were kids when they came out that's uh, <laughs> i mean if, if you're a filthy rich like he was i guess you get to say some bullshit and it doesn't really matter at that point does it
0: well one of the things like as an artist i i i have a, an enormous amount of sympathy for probably all the wrong people <laughs> but um you know like um lucas i think has that artistic mentality and um mm-hmm. It's been so um, like he's, he's surrounded by people that like don't want to say no to him <laughs> on some level. Yeah, and, too many yes
1: men um, would definitely screw someone over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, like as a writer, I need a good editor sometimes, and I need somebody to pull me back and say, "Hey, don't do this for your book because it'll ruin it." <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. Um, I think to as a creative like person, sometimes you just don't have the right words when people are asking you the questions. So, I. I I appreciate some of his better, more thoughtful, like um like if you let people ramble along, they usually say something that they're trying. They get closer to the picture that they're trying to create in your That's mind. Uh-huh. Uh, but I I don't I, I don't think he would have enjoyed necessarily talking about it with people, and especially with criticism, because I know there are you know there are plot holes and there are like points of saying like there's legitimate there is legitimate criticism in things um, what i
1: never understood when it when it came to those movies was when okay so anakin lost everything mm-hmm. and later on he he got discovered by the emperor after obi-wan took the high ground as people know <laughs> why i never understood why did vader stay with him there was no reason to stay with him anymore Padme's dead he doesn't have his kids anymore he killed kids himself he lost everything there is no reason to stay with Palpatine anymore. He quite literally could just do whatever he wants. But I do get the sentiment of who I brought to me, which is basically he had nothing else. He literally had nothing else. So yeah. does he just go with Palpatine at that point? I don't know. It's a, well, it's a weird it, thing,
0: obviously. I mean, it's it's hard to see it in the films too, Is it? but they had a really good um, mentor, you know, mentee sort of relationship too. So that's it's only really like like I read the books and the novelization with it so I think that probably is part of the other reason I really like it is because I don't have to the, no- the novelization it.
1: to it I, I've seen some <laughs> cliff notes from it that what 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 they said was going to happen after it there was this I the guy's name but he did this like prequel sorry sequel books Revenge of Sith and he explained like all the stuff that was going on with the movie like when Mace Windu and Anakin came to get Palpatine, the reason why people didn't see how evil he was because he turned off all the cameras, because he had access to the Senate and the actual building itself. It's like okay, that's that's interesting to know he, he had that yeah. much control. We could just basically show people what, what they wanted to see. Um, how do you feel about the uh Disney Star Wars trilogy? I know y'all right, well, love it.
0: I'm getting to that. <laughs> So the old te- the uh yeah the the OT uh the old trilogy the 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 original trilogy you know like it was it came together in a time where the cultural narrative was, um, you know it was mostly cohesive, uh you know you had the values uh coming out of like World War II and the the Cold War, like kind of starting up and you so obviously the like blowing up a planet was something that was, in the cultural kind of. M- chitter chatter and um if you if you look at it through that so it's but everybody still kind of agreed you know america good communism bad nazism bad <laughs> and um you know uh, the the political co- co- um, coercion that you see with uh like leia and ghan Moff Tarkin, you know in the scene where he blows up alderaan uh, and the things like that, you understand that that's not good, uh, that exercising your will um, to where millions and billions of people die in less than a second. That's bad. Um, and you don't want it to get to that point in history where that's all people do. Um, and, you know, this uh, it, it comes out of, like I said, it's, it comes out of a a that where the culture and narrative, the things that bind people together are very clear. Um, you know, if you asked somebody what it meant to be an American in the 1970s and the 1980s, you'd get a more clear answer than you want to get. <laughs> um, yeah, when, that's true. Yes, yeah. when the prequel started coming out, um, you know, this is again kind of a return to um, how do we keep, you know, the fascism and, and these uh, these more militarization like how do we keep them out of our society and what would our society fall prey to? And, uh, you know, Lucas has talked a little bit about this too. So, um, and of course there are other things too at play that are not necessarily, um, politics or economics. Um, there's also like religious elements, a lot of the, uh, the, the 19, um, the, the 1970s, it was based on like a lot of George's, uh, Like favorite kind of like Flash Gordon episodes and stuff, but it still had that element of of mysticism, of uh, a respect for the supernatural, and um, even some of the early uh, reviews for Star Wars uh, credited as 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 talking about uh, like the early church coming together after, um, you know, after John was exiled to Patmos and Paul was building up the church and Peter was crucified. So it's this really interesting kind of cross section of culture Mm -hmm. that you can see where um you know p- politics um militarization technology and um kind of like religion all kind of coexist uh with the prequels they take a large part of the um the religious elements and like i said they make them chlorian based this is all very mm-hmm. science but there's more science sciences brought into it and there's a lot more legalism with the um with the jedi council and how it's set up so um, it's almost like uh, you jump from like the early church times to like Catholic church times. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you have like all the schisms. Um, and so, but the meta narrative when I was growing up with the prequels came was the this is the age of information. You know, um, <laughs> you had a lot of tech gurus, you had a lot of tech comms, uh, a lot of. Um, like rich people in books and movies worked in the tech industry Mm -hmm. they owned satellite companies uh, dot com stuff you know we all had the y2k fear (laughs) (laughs) and you can kind of like again you can kind of see this too with the um um all the 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 commercialization of it with oh you need this starship now and you need these droids and there's um you know these kinds of just uh, these new planets and these new places and everything, and the CGI I think speaks for itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now we're in an age where the cultural meta narrative has it's um, come down from from unity and um, even if there is disagreement, I would say like agreeability, this respect, the logic, the. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, it's, it's kind of shifted to imagination. And then it's come down to today's world, which is rooted in uh, like victimization and over emotionalism. There's um, such a departure from unity. There are groups that advocate, for example, like the uh, destruction of the nuclear family. Uh, that's, I mean, that goes against every study that shows that parents, like a two parent household, is best to raise children in. Uh, That's something, and then of course you have the feminist movement where we mm-hmm. need those women, girlboss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Les- and-
1: those feminist women in America, yeah. <laughs> it's also crazy how these feminist women rose up against the patriarchy. Even their mission statement was complete bullshit. It's everything they stood for was complete garbage. It was just basically arguably the most disingenuous shit i've ever heard in my life but then what it all came down to is that they want to be ruled by men that look like women if you're a man that looks like a woman then you're good to go it's like okay <laughs> this is where does that come from <laughs> but i digress i guess you know <laughs>
0: well and i will argue like feminism started because there were women who were genuinely in trouble from men you know, like the 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 marriage laws. I mean, like yeah. if uh, I mean, even today, even looking at some countries today, you still see it where you can't have um, you can't have your face showing in public. Sometimes you can't um, leave the house without a guardian, a male guardian. Uh, the man is the head of the household, and um, if he rolls with an iron fist, you have no options. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are, I mean, those are some realities that women still face the problem is is that um you know equality doesn't necessarily mean everybody's the same you know yeah. uh, and i think uh, part of this um discrepancy is is largely because of the emotionalism that has kind of come in with the the movement if you can separate yourself from the topic of feminism emotionally it doesn't actually have a lot of power it's very i mean most people agree you know men and women are different entities but they still deserve to be the same under the law under the protections that the law offers and the law should treat them fairly um but when it's like oh you know he's just hitting her all the time and she's just a victim and it got sold out. I mean, like it's, it's the, a lot of the, the narratives that creep in it's, re- and I, I mean, granted, it's really hard to emotionally remove yourself from these things. Um, Especially when
1: women themselves are emotional too, just by, yes. just like you know, they're,
0: we them. won't let you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's also interesting that people would lead with those certain oppositions that you had, but mm-hmm. in America, that's not really like in America, women can go out like that. People were mostly talking about third world countries like Saudi Arabia, certain places in Iran. You know, they were comparing like, well, women have to cover their faces. Yeah, but that, that was mostly in third world countries. That wasn't here. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if there was a person doing that here,
0: that, that's pretty. They well, were I mean, they have the them. option here. And and then honestly, yeah. that's why I tell all my socialist communist interactions. It's like, yeah. hey, yeah. you know, you can go buy land and start your own commune. You don't have to drag everybody else into it.
1: Well, it was just weird for me to hear that because I knew that's what they were talking about. I was like, wait a minute. How are you getting hurt from a law that can't affect you? Like at all. Like we literally allow women to what, a woman could rock around with a dress on and her asses out. <laughs> you can't obviously can't do that over there in certain places, right? But they were uh, well, acting as if like places. Yeah, like over there, obviously you're right. In certain places they do treat women like that. But these women never went through that Not at all. How how did you get emotionally hurt by something that, that never affected you ever that's just that right there i'm already like oh okay well we're this is where we're going into somehow that person's life is gonna affect mine though i don't even live in that same that actual same country it's weird build that up. happened with that weird uh that uh that that conservative guy that one in um that one other third world country who was saying that you don't you don't give shit leftists an inch or whatever i forgot i forgot his name oh. forgot, i forgot the country you know what I'm talking about, right? I can't think about it right now. Freaking, I out I don't
0: that. know, but um, I can I can honestly say I I have seen like two protests by feminists at at more third world country type settings, and they've ended mm. badly. So
1: yeah, it's it's crazy because people will all be in like the politics and voting of another country but they won't even give a fuck about the ones going on in their own country like i guarantee you now there's more people involved with what i just said about that one guy <laughs> who went famous talking to that one lady on the on that one interview and he's became the uh president of his country i can't get the name right now but though more people worry about that guy becoming the leader of his country than who's going to be the leader of ours it's just ridiculous yeah. You know, no one. People don't put that same energy towards here. They're like, "Oh, this person got voted for. Oh, that's okay. I don't care about politics." But they'll for sure give you every line of their opinion about politics for another country they don't live in. It's like nothing, nothing <laughs> they do affects you. Nothing they do affects you at all. You literally will never
0: go through that unless you actually just move there. You know? Yeah. Oh well. I I mean like the the um the kind of like the archetype of the Karen. You know, it's more of a uh, you know. The thing is, is like it's okay to be a Karen when you're right about it, but Society told you to go to bed. <laughs> but uh when you um when That's you society. see the Oh sorry.
1: No, no, society reviews uh he told you to go to bed.
0: What the heck? Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Lord. Yeah. He's just mad because I don't stay up this late for him.
1: <laughs> Good Lord. See, ladies choose different things for me, guys. Just saying. I make the ladies get what I need. I'm just kidding.
0: Oh, on so I'm a, I'm I'm a regular on his barroom podcast, and uh, sometimes I don't even turn the camera but, on. But
1: so. but he's he's black, <laughs> huh? But he's black. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, I don't really like that. Oh no, it's the, you ever seen a Family Guy the episode where the Back to the Future skit, where the oh. the scientist guy is saying like, "Your daughter marries a black man," they're like. <laughs> that's, not, that's not bad at all
0: <laughs> oh, oh no he's my friend but um no he's on the barroom podcast i um, oh, no, sorry he's been on the show yeah i like him he's, yeah so
1: we tolerate him that's what we're going
0: to tell him we tolerate yeah him. <laughs> well we've we've met in person too so i've tolerated him on several occasions <laughs> really is he more darker in real life than he is on camera oh uh, no it's about the same i guess okay
1: good so we know it's the lighting that's helping him out
0: <laughs> oh oh well uh, i you know, he did get a new place, so I haven't been paying attention.
1: <laughs> so I'll ask you since you're an author all- yourself, which is, uh, so where does this creative oh. author endeavor come from? Where, oh, okay. where does endeavor well, come real from?
0: quickly, let me finish the Star Wars thing. So Disney bought yeah, sure. yeah. Disney bought, Disney bought, Star Wars and made Star Wars into a cultural narrative where it's focusing on feminization and, mm-hmm. um, and, and basically, the thing that Disney is known for anymore, and you can really see this in a lot of their stuff, is referencing other works that they're by, that they've done, and everything. So um, it's like, oh, the Millennium Falcon. I remember that. It's a lot of member berries and nostalgia baiting, and um, it's never going to move past um, what, it, what it was in the, in the 50s. I would say the prequels have their flaws, but the story is... Is, is trying to be like an honest prequel. It's just not very well strewn together like it was with um, like Luke Clay and Han's story in the original. And uh, so uh, you, you can kind of see this division in, in, in society today is where you have um, the feminists that want the representation. You see the minorities that want the representation. You can see, and, and they want it more than they want a good story. And that's probably my only objection. <laughs>
1: Okay, before we go to the author stuff, then I'll just ask you, yeah. How did how did you generally feel about the movies in general? You just think they were all bad from Rogue One all the way to Rise of Trash?
0: <laughs> um, Rogue One was okay. It wasn't great. Um, it had uh, the robot was probably the highlight for me. Um I I didn't see anything after Rise of Skywalker because I was just like, Okay, it's dead. <laughs>
1: well, Rise of Skywalker is the last one. So you saw Last Jedi, right? Yes. Reluctantly. Well to say we well, all we, well, we I mean, like, solid. <laughs>
0: so I've been I've been writing for about I've been writing for over half my life now and I've been published okay. for about 10 years now. And also okay. Um, so when I saw Luke at the end, I was like, I I was uh, at the end of Force Awakens, I was like, oh no. <laughs> uh I I just, you know, I walked out and I'm like, I'm too old for Star Wars now. Um because like that's just not gonna that's not gonna get me excited about the next one and then the the kind of weird you know emu ren thing the space nazis yeah pepperoni
1: nibbles hanging out for (laughs) kylo ren that man just had some, not, he, whatever he needs to put a shirt on, those pepperoni nipples were not doing it for me. <laughs> I'll saying. say this
0: if they had genuinely made, they would have done a much better service if they had a genuinely weird Beauty and the Beast type of romance with. with yeah, Carole yeah, and it could work. Right? Mm-hmm. It would have worked so many better cuz even like even the normies that don't like Star Wars but they took their kids or whatever mm-hmm. they were like oh so mad they didn't get married and have babies and I'm like <laughs> <can> you too <laughs> you know what really <laughs> we well, well... scene scene
1: the last jedi as I mean about it really seals the movie you know the where he um takes the lightsaber when he and she gives it to him mm-hmm. and he throws it over his head that right there. Everything about that scene is Disney Star Wars. Everything about that scene right there encompasses everything. Him taking that saber and throwing it away is like, okay, get me the knife. I'm digging my <laughs> throat out with this. Ugh. Oh, that was a so, giant how, red flag. That's for sure, yeah. And, how did you feel about, um, what's that movie? The first one, The Force Awakens. How would you feel about that one
0: then? Uh, so, like I said, I walked out of that one and I was like, I'm too old for Star Wars because this is, no, this is, it, it's it's like um, it's like you okay. So it's like you you go you grow up in high school and uh-huh. then you go to a reunion and all uh-huh. your friends are there, <laughs> but they're not like all there if you know what I mean. You go to a reunion with some crackheads. Do
1: you go to a high like, school reunion, with <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> ice <laughs> reunion with, with, where all your classmates are like I'm strung on drugs or meth?
0: Or something. No, I will say this. I've run into a few people that I went to high school with and it was the strangest experience. I'm sure they looked at me and they're like, I'm so amazed you're still alive and somebody married you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you lord have kids? Absolutely oh, crazy. It's so nice. Good lord. <laughs> it's like
1: it's like meeting that one, uh it's like having that weird <laughs> cringe guy who talks to the black guys. And he's always like, Hey yo, bro, you see Black Panther? It's like, huh? <laughs> It's like, yo, yeah, you watch Black Panther, bro? Yeah, I love Black Panther. You're just like, that's I've seen someone do that. And that's the most cringiest thing ever. They're trying to make small talk with some black people that were just like not those ghetto ones that are just like bad. They're just normal people, right? Normal people. And this dude's come to them and be like, "Yo, man, I saw Black Panther, dog. I respect it. Wakanda forever." And I'm still going, like, this guy's an absolute weirdo. What is going on in his life? <laughs>
0: Oh, and it, I, I would say so like I live in Atlanta. Atlanta is like one of the most diverse cities in the world. And it's like, yeah. I feel so bad on some level for for black culture, because a lot of the things that get pushed are like gangster culture. And yeah, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I don't actually um, think it's good for them or anybody Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Very bad. So, yeah. uh, I mean, if you've got a gun and you're doing a drop-off and a drug run in the same night, you probably aren't going to have really happily ever after kind of ending. <laughs>
1: probably not, so, you know? So I'll ask you, before we get into your writer stuff. Sure. <laughs> so, so after Disney, so I know you talked a lot about other things too. So what about like Marvel, DC, or any other franchise that you follow now, potentially that has been, well, destroyed by uh, Holly weird.
0: Um, I would honestly say that meme culture has gotten into it like it's more important to have the one liners that will be memeable um, and and uh, can offer some kind of meta narrative sort mm-hmm. of uh, commentary on social things. Um, that's become more of a priority than actual good writing that's cohesive. Uh, one of the things that um, like older filmmakers and, and authors used to do is that, uh, and you can see this, you can see this if you, um, so have you ever like uh, a lot of people tell me to read Stephen King um, because I just won't. But <laughs> if I've picked up his books and looked through them before, but if you look at his, his earliest work, and then you look at his most recent work, you can kind of see how life has changed him. And um Some of the things that have become important uh, in the last uh, several, like, years of stuff have just ruined his original vision, like, in his stories. Another good one for this is Dan Brown. Uh, You know, he started off with The Da Vinci Code, and then his last one was talking, like, quoted um, Let It Go in, like, some kind of philosopher when she doesn't have her life together that's great mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and you see this in in other writers too is uh the, the writers that um you know were very prolific throughout the 90s and the aughts and even today some of them are still writing you can see some of their early work is just it's not refined but it's got a lot of heart and then their stuff today is so refined that it doesn't even have any heart at all mm-hmm. so
1: that yeah because yeah. stephen king Probably one of the most prolific writers out there. Well, yeah. Yeah. If you see him on Twitter, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I I just don't get what that man be talking about. This man be putting literally his foot in his mouth every day. I've not read his books either, nor do I care to. But uh, the thing that he mentioned with the marvels blows my mind. He he literally self-owned <laughs> himself in five words. I've not seen the Marvels. <laughs> I've not seen MCU movies or Marvel movies, nor do I care about them. Yeah, I just Just hold, wait a minute. So he said in one sentence, he just owns himself. And this is how you can tell what a, people like, you know, back in the day, growing up, He used to have this work called being a poser, who would just you know, oh, yeah. fake that they like this stuff. He literally said something that proves this is a poser at this stuff. He doesn't go to see Marvel movies. Okay, that's fine. That's whatever. You have your own preferences, yeah. okay. But he's not seen the Marvels. So he's going to give his opinion on it. <laughs> you don't care well, for them you don't care about the movie why the fuck are you speaking about this because you mentioned oh guys are being mean to the girls oh shut the fuck <laughs> up Oh, you fucking soy well i mean and the thing is me. too
0: is like with equality between the sexes it, it, mm-hmm. you know women if they want to be equal to men they have to do the work you mm-hmm. know and and you know what honestly a lot of times women to prove themselves have to do more work that's just the truth of the that's matter
1: weird. yeah i agree. read it's it's also crazy because you know with the Marvels, people said that well, men don't like seeing women in leading roles. Actually, it's the opposite. Women don't like seeing women in leading roles because men are the one who showed up to watch the women in, lead, in leading roles. Actually, it was the race of men that this company claims they want to get rid of in their movies? White men showed up in the most. Then it was um Mexican. Those Mexican people. Then it was black dudes. Then it was Asians. So the race of people that they've been actively trying to not like and be horrifically racist to are the still the ones that showed up and watched despite being talked down to being called every instant in the book they're the ones to show up so men want to see women in leading roles because i don't know spoiler like looking at hot ladies women don't (laughs) like watching other women in prominent roles that's what that would mean though so these people just own themselves i just let them own themselves at this point just you you talk and then i'll just okay i know what it is i know okay you're retarded all right i love it Absolutely love when people talk. You just you give someone a mic long enough, they just destroy themselves at this point. Yeah, you
0: know? uh, I mean, and that's that's just that's just true anyway. That a lot of people don't want to take things in proper context, and and um, like there's not a lot of forgiveness either. I've already pretty much canceled myself, <laughs> but
1: it's just a lot of cognitive dissonance. They instead of actually tackling the problem, they have to talk about it's like okay, he I guess, now to do a friend, It's like a circle, right? So everything <laughs> in the circle is like us, let's just say that, but okay. instead of talking. About the actual issue inside the circle, they talk about everything around the circle. That's what they do all the time. Anytime something like that happens, not just with the Marvels, how about plenty of other things, movies, TV, all that stuff? Well, Everyone and- will talk about stuff around the actual problem than the actual problem itself. They'll talk about what like nerd rotics' opinion <laughs> about the movies are. And it's like, I thought, so that, that so they'd rather talk about a YouTuber. I'm not saying, I dislike a lot, I like him a lot. But the thing here is, yeah. They'd rather talk about a YouTuber's opinion about something rather than what's actually the problem. It's crazy. It's ridiculous,
0: you know? Well, and I think part of that is because, um, it's easier to criticize something smaller on some level, like a commentary that you're talking about. You, you kind of have to understand what you're, you're commentating on. And so you've already done like the first step of the work for people who might not necessarily understand it. Um, Like when you're talking about a story too, there are a lot of things that go into a story that people can kind of sense that are like something's wrong or off, even if they don't have like the the clarity or like it goes by so fast that they can't really process it. You know, it's like, Oh, that seems weird. But I can't figure out why. Um, Like, uh, like, like, for example, with Disney star Wars, a lot of people thought Finn would have the uh, the Jedi powers more because like um you know a former stormtrooper getting to be a Jedi that's actually a really good plot thread you know uh and like from the promos you saw him in like fighting off the the, the stormtroopers like while Ray's getting captured by Kylo Ren. and it's like you know people thought that and and yes that just made me so mad I was forgetting what I was saying. <laughs>
1: far. I, I just think it's super weird. Yeah. How they just hyper focus on everything surrounding the issue other than the actual movie point because their opinion is no one talks about the actual movie or TV. They just talk about the drama surrounding it. No, no, no. that's what they do. But that's what's called gaslighting. They do
0: well, that. and there's there is there's is like an issue with bias too. Um Yeah. Like a lot of the clips people will be like, "Oh, this person said this thing and it was so istophobic." And then you watch it and it's like no? Yeah, you watch the whole context, and it's like this, yeah.
1: yeah that's the problem. Clipping, I think, has gotten a big issue. <laughs> is so it can be like the best thing or the worst thing because when people said a lot of these guys are racist, I watched their channels like this person saying nothing bad at all. Like it, I was so blown the way people talk about certain individuals. You think these motherfuckers are going outside and just like <laughs> fat loads of shit in grandma's faces? That's what you would think. These are some of the worst <laughs> human beings on this planet, and it's like <laughs> Those so aren't bad at all. It's crazy. Oh, they're not well, so bad. Well, maybe enough. those grandma's deserved it, right? So. You're crazy. You're insane. You need to go to bed, lady. My oh, God. Uh, but I want to talk about your art, your uh, author oh, yes. career. So, where does that come from? So, w- what was a book series you watched as a? W- sorry, what was a book series you read as a kid that made you kind of want to get further into being an author when you grew up? Actually,
0: um, so I really, I really liked, um. I really liked a lot of uh, fairy tales and stuff. So I I appreciate what Disney has done over the years. You know, my kids watched Atlantis the other day. You know, that was a fun one for my son, you know. (laughs) And uh, they actually have some really good Disney Prince books or like not books, but movies that they've done. But I I think that's the real failure of feminism right there is like we got Disney Princess stuff. We should have had more Disney Prince stuff. Aladdin is still a really good thing. Um, I, and I like the uh, I like fairy tales in general, just because like fairy tales are simple ways, f- simple, fantastical ways of explaining to children things that um, are true. You know, it's good for the, the prince to save the princess from the dragon. <laughs> you know, you want to be that kind of man um, and ladies, you want to be the kind of woman that's worth fighting for.
1: Yeah, it's true. No one wants to fight for a 50-pound, 500-pound uh, Laquisha bitch. Ain't no one fighting for them <laughs> except the fucking, you know, supermarket. I don't know. Businesses.
0: I haven't really uh, <laughs> seen that Reddit thread.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been through the trenches of the internet, lady, through all these years. <laughs> so the, the book you're handing up right, right now, the one that you have next to you, so that, oh. that one is called Discord, right? Discord. You mm-hmm. can buy that physical, right?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's on my my website. Uh, Floppy copy.
1: <laughs> Floppy copy. Okay, I like it. Okay. So,
0: what was the inspiration behind this story, actually? Um. So, uh, <laughs> I kind of laugh at this one because um, I saw the Miles Morales Thor comic that came out, and um, oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> I'm that person.
1: <laughs> okay, I like it.
0: I'm the person that said I'm the whitest white girl around, and I could do a better job. <laughs> Writing a black character.
1: <laughs> Man, you can say that in the hood. We're about to get beat up.
0: <laughs> I'm sure I would. So I didn't think very loudly.
1: <laughs> so okay, you you saw the Miles Morales uh what if Thor comic. Yeah, that that guys, that was some booty. That that if I had bought that on my poll list, I would have took that and shoved it in my ass. That's so trash. That is disgusting. You know what's crazy oh. who also wrote that book? It was a Mexican Jewish guy. That even was so bad. Why would a person's first <laughs> way of looking at a black guy is through hip slaying?
0: Oh my God. <laughs> well, and see, like I was talking about this the other day, but, like in terms of culture, uh, like mm-hmm. a lot of black culture that I, something I really love about black culture is how musical they all tend to be, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I've, I've, uh, one of the questions I think I got asked when I mentioned it was, are you going to give him lightning powers? Because <laughs> like, apparently that's also like a very, um common sort of thing and no i was like no i'm gonna give him musical powers (laughs) you know um and so discord's uh kind of like superpower is that he can hear the song inside every human soul so um and it's different for everybody because it's based on their emotions and their life experiences and their memories and music has always kind of like uh you know I'm like i'm very religious i go to church three times a week you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. okay <laughs> I, I gotta convince people that like i'm charming and smart when i bring that up sorry <laughs> me too
1: i i normally have to convince people otherwise you know you get this version of me
0: <laughs> yeah well it's like but um there's such a rich history um throughout music like in in terms of music and mm-hmm. especially like if you um if you consider like the uh the the, the oral history that's passed down through Different cultures, like in Sierra Leone and Côte d'Ivoire, uh, Nigeria and Niger, you you have all these different kinds of uh, like d- they have the, the dances and the chants and the they have a lot of history in those and um and and I think it's kind of like only natural like when they were brought over here in the slave trades you know you had a lot of the gospel like follow the drinking gourd to freedom mm-hmm. and um and so in America you know, music is, uh, is like a precursor to freedom, you know, and, and with freedom, you have to, if you want to stay free, you have to make the choices that will keep you free. And, um, you know, understanding, and so understanding, like, where you are, and who you are, and what you're susceptible to, and understanding that other people are, are kind of like trapped in their own Maybe neuroses <laughs> and idiosyncrasies, you know, is a is a very powerful sort of thing. So, when when Discord, uh, his real name is Stephen, by the way. So when Steven is uh is gifted these powers, where he can understand the human soul, he understands that like people are like a victim almost of their own choices. So they it can be victim and victimizer, and it's it's it is really hard to become mm-hmm. a person who who can understand that and still be a hero, frankly, because you know the line between justice and revenge is very thin sometimes.
1: So, so your story, Discord, yes. um, the main character of it, how did you go about conceptualizing that character?
0: Um, well, I, I like I said, I started with the superpower pretty much, I think, first just because mm-hmm. and the history behind it. Um, I wanted to set it in Atlanta to, um, you know, I'm here. This is the city that my kids will grow up in. And um, there's, uh, you know, politics can, like, damage a story, but they can also elevate it, too. And uh, one of the things that Atlanta is really terribly known for is human trafficking. (laughs) So I was like, okay, so I want a superhero that lives in Atlanta, and that goes after human traffickers, and he's got musical superpowers. and. (laughs) Once you have kind of like that, you have the setting, you have the time, you have the the, the kind of mm-hmm. like the the power, the the supernatural um, sort of fairy tale elements uh, to it. That's how you start building your backstory and uh, and and also the quest that's tied to it. So okay, so Stephen's dad was a cop, and uh, he got killed by a human trafficker at the George Dome. So got to add some city history, you know, and um, so Stephen, uh, at, at his funeral, uh, Stephen, like I said, was gifted these powers that he could hear inside the human soul, just, and um, so he's used, and it, over the course of 10 years, he's learned how to fight, he's refined his power, he's learned how to use it properly, and he starts going after the human traffickers that are in the city. So he's kind of like completing his dad's mission.
1: So your story, main yeah. characters going after human traffickers. That's the main yep. point of it. Okay. So have you thought about any do you plan on continuing this specific story in later on in future volumes or use into a one-shot kind of thing?
0: Oh, this is this is a five issue run. I'm actually um I, I've talked with my my comic artists because and I love them. They're great mm-hmm. at what they do, but uh <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't want to like burden them too much either. I feel like yeah. You know, uh, it's a big job, but uh, we we said five is okay, so. Um,
1: yeah, I, you, I, that, I, that's, that's enough, to, enough to gauge the interest and see if people like it. Yeah. And if not, at least you have, have a completed arc. Not a lot of comic stories out there can be like, well, you have an ending that you're satisfied with because, you know, many multiple stories you're going on throughout the years, it's always something new. It's always yes. something potentially I, rehashed. I, love or I
0: do know the ending and the ending is really nice. So Did
1: it make you cry? <laughs> Knowing like re- like re- like writing out the ending actually,
0: I well okay so like um, and this is my flaw as a woman as I like romantic elements so, I like the happily ever afters and my my signature ending though is called happily enough ever after, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah my female character I I feel bad for her a lot so <laughs> that's all I can say, mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of um. A lot of people uh, down here that uh, you know like are military families, and uh, I kind of liken her struggle to that, mm-hmm. in the, in the sense that um, you know you're almost trapped in your world of of being the other in your own life, and I think that's uh, that's enough to say about that. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, the other thing I wanted to tackle before you know that head out soon because you're on the East Coast and it's late for you. You, 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 you've been published a lot. lot, You, 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 you've been published a lot, haven't you?
0: Yes. I write a lot.
1: Okay. So how many books have you published actually?
0: I think it's somewhere in the forties. Um, what? Yeah, I (laughs) know.
1: 40 40 books, printable 40 books, right?
0: Uh, I think it's somewhere close. It's, it's close to that at least. That's crazy.
1: Okay. So, (laughs) <laughs> you know there's this big thing going on right now with certain writers about getting published and all that stuff. And they 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 value that whole like New York Times bestseller or whatever. Were you were you ever a New York Times bestseller? Even though we know what that label <laughs> means, it's kind of some horse shit. Did you like value um, that at a single point?
0: <laughs> no, I, I self-publish my own stuff pretty much. I'm an okay. indie publisher. I have my own publishing company and I just publish my own work. Um okay. Are you published other people's work? before i've helped them but i never do it for it or i never like do it under my own label or anything
1: yeah because you're so. like damn, yeah, this is trash not under <laughs> my label
0: <laughs> well it's uh it's one of those things where it's easy to brand yourself i'm very hard to brand i think you know uh just mm. in general good like, so write- mean
1: and overbearing and so just my feet <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i i this is my first comic book for example so <laughs> um like I said, it's cut, it's more because I wrote it on a dare than anything else.
1: But it's still like you wrote it on a dare. Okay. More
0: more That's or less I like, like I I can do a better job than this guy. So.
1: <laughs> so now 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 that you've actually published a comic book and your other written novels that are more of, of that form, well, because you only did the one compared to forty written no, or about forty written novels. What do you like doing the comic book form now? Now that you finally did it. <laughs>
0: i'm actually liking this to like it's it's um it's like a pair of pants you know um but you put them on backwards huh and maybe inside out
1: <laughs> someone's doing that that person needs to be investigated for being weird
0: <laughs> well let's you know it's if the shoe fits you know uh, yeah like, <laughs> or i guess it's oh. if the pants fit in that case <laughs> so did you did
1: you like take an angle from your comic because you said you did not you don't dare and I, I could do it better because I, I think you have that style of like Oh, I'm gonna just do it better than these other guys, right? So out of all the media you've read and now the media you've written, is there anything else that you wouldn't do based off of stuff you've already read before? Like there's anything that someone pissed you off in a book or whatever, and you're like, <laughs> I'm not doing that for my book.
0: Um I don't think it's good to let the main character die at the end.
1: So yeah, I never understood that. I, I just never understood that from people that I don't I don't <laughs> get it,
0: honestly um i don't think it's um i i think it, i i don't like doing things that are very tropey I'll, mm-hmm. I, that's it, it's what i mean by that is um like like i don't want to write a book that if you just change the names and like the jobs or something that the characters mm-hmm. have it's the same as any other book i don't like that mm-hmm. um i think I like taking on different challenges, I think. Um, You know, I have a master's degree in English. I've, you know, I've taught college, I've taught high school. Uh, I'm not very old either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I feel like I've had six different lives. And, you know, I'm a mom and I want, I want to write good stories for my kids to have so they can make bank after I'm dead, you know? <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I'm like Van Gogh, but I have children and they can have my family. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so you said you feel like you lived a whole bunch of different lives in terms of, you said you were a teacher, you're an author, and you're a mom. So I guess that's, you, you live in the Trinity right there. Well, to be fair, isn't that being a mom a teacher too? To a certain extent. Why well,
0: homeschool now? So yes, I, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, probably
1: a good thing to do. Well, we'll were you like a le- like an actual teacher in a school, right? You said. Yep. What made you leave?
0: Uh Bureaucracy, administration. So.
1: <laughs> okay, so what uh, I've heard basically from people that I know that are teachers is every year these weirdos in suits would come in and try to basically tell people that are teachers how to teach. Is that that always happen?
0: Well a lot of let me put it like this it's a lot of like okay it's been 10 years since i've been in this particular school so i think i can okay. say it uh there's a lot of fraud <laughs> um i was supposed to get for example i was supposed to get observed by my direct administrator okay it was one mm-hmm. of the ap's one of the assistant principals she didn't do it so she and the principal decided that it was okay and um i was just going to get a satisfactory rating and i was like. Mm-hmm. I was a new teacher, a newish teacher, so I was like, oh, okay. You know, I didn't have any power in this conversation. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, there was this thing where uh, they uh, they have a lot of, so, like, for kids, especially kids that um, just don't have parents that uh, are very attentive, okay, mm-hmm. They have a social worker and she would call mm-hmm. them and stuff. And um when I would say something like, Oh, so and so didn't bring his homework in for like the last five weeks. Do you happen to have any of it in? I was very accommodating because I was a new teacher. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this for when throughout my time there, it was just something that I just kept. You should never be accommodating unless you have to be, by the way. <laughs> and when you, look,
1: when you look back on it, did you, did you what do you think it was worth it to be a teacher? As long as you were. Um, no. <laughs> okay. I
0: mean, like I loved my students. If I could just go in and teach them, if we could just talk about, you know, Shakespeare, if we could talk about mm. Orwell, if we could talk about Kipling and Coldridge and, um, you know, all these all these things that I love. I love, you know, um, I love to talk about these things. <laughs> Most people on the YouTube scene like talking about Star Wars, so I always leave with that one, you know. <laughs> And if I could just talk and grade the papers, and we could we could even read them out loud if we had to, you know, I would be okay with that. But uh, a lot of kids just didn't want to do the work, and uh, you know, I caught more than a few cheating, and I had to let it go. And it was it was really hard to mm-hmm. to to feel like you're. It's almost like being a stand up comic and nobody laughs ever. Mm-hmm. And you still get paid for the night, maybe, but you feel like you didn't really earn it, or you should have been paid more because it was actually like a torture session.
1: <laughs> or even when it comes to like the pay structure with teachers, well, at least in California, you get paid every month. I'm not well for our specific county, you get paid every month. Matter of fact, right, if you're a teacher, like that overtime you help with that student, that's not a that's not really calculated as extra pay. Uh, their teachers are very, <laughs> I, I can say, like, yeah, there's, there's, there are some dumb piece of shit ones, but like if you're looking like at the good ones that are out there, they definitely do not get paid what they're worth for the most part. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, and the, the the other thing with it is that literature is uh, like reading and understanding things so is mm-hmm. actually more important to learning than like a lot of people are pushing math and science mm-hmm. during this time. And I got really tired of it because it's like, if they can't read it, what do you expect they're going to do? <laughs> mm-hmm. And um that kind of got shuffled to the side. And then you see, like, as I, as I, as I, you know, became a professional teacher and I taught throughout these years, I would point out things to, to people about like bias and everything. And, and um, you know, we've had conversations in my classroom about voting and about what you believe and how do you think about, how do you think through unintended consequences of things? So, uh, <laughs> you know, like, um, we, we were talking about like, um, uh, one of my kids m- wanted to talk about the election and stuff. So I pulled up a couple different articles and they were, it was, it, this was in, um, this was in 2012. So <laughs> it was Romney and Obama. And um, they were talking about um, like making birth control free, which is pretty standard today. And uh, oh, I Lord. said, do you agree with this? And uh, a lot of kids were like, well, yeah. And I'm like, but if you make, if you're the person that's producing this, would you agree with this? You know, if you're the one that's putting the money into the science and the development and stuff, would you want it to be for free? And they're like, oh, well, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, like to this day, that's kind of like uh what I call white woman politics. Of, of oh my Lord. <laughs> so, well, it's like, no, everybody's out for the, what they consume. If you want yeah, money, we'll vote for mm-hmm. money. If you want, if you want something like benefits or, um, you know, hmm. you see a lot of entitlements up for the debate now. And a lot of old people are like, well, I want that. And it's like, uh, yes, I understand you want that, <laughs> hmm. you know. Um, and uh, I just think like in Georgia where I'm at, obviously they have the lottery, it, the lottery profits. Very go big to- over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. in, in Pennsylvania where I grew up, um, the lottery goes to uh, Medicare and paying for like the older citizens there and everything. And and the difference between the two states is is enormous. It was a very culture shock for me here. Okay. <laughs> you know. Um and you can just kind of see what people prioritize is what they'll vote for, because that's what they want. And when you understand that, you can't really hate anybody.
1: <laughs> well, I hate everyone, for the most part, equally. You know, everyone gets on my nerves. That's why <laughs> I, I drink about a bunch of, that's why I eat about a bunch of snacks. It calms my nerves, actually. <laughs> so oh, there you go. <laughs> since you're a writer, how do you hone in your writing style? Like, how do you, how have you improved throughout the years? Because you probably started out like, Actual trash, like most people do, and anything it's gotten better <laughs> throughout the years. So, how did you get better throughout the years?
0: Um, I I think reading a lot helps, um, and that's why, like, when I tell people go back and read things that were published like twenty years ago versus today, a lot of stuff today is written really quickly, and and like I said, it's not necessarily bad, but there's a depth to older literature that you will never be able to compensate <laughs> for uh, in today's society. So. Uh, I think that's probably the, the thing about Marvel movies that drives me the, the craziest okay. with them is because you can tell somebody like rewrote the script like five or six times and, and there are studio notes and um, they're like, there are things that um, obviously got changed at last minute or they've been, you know, ADR yard or AVR instead. And um, it just doesn't look right. Uh, you know, it looks like more like a like if you were trying to paint a picture of somebody you'd want like a portrait you wouldn't want a cracked mirror on top of it and that's kind of how we're,
1: I feel we i, I this would be uh i'm, I'm gonna probably re, i'm gonna re-retweet this la- later on i'm gonna okay. definitely get my opinion on it later but i'm, I'm gonna undo the the, the retweet because it's an article that that's, that's really interesting I'll, I'll i'll send it to society and he'll talk about our own podcast with you probably if you're on going mm-hmm. on there which is uh, this article came out i think in march of 2021 there was a study so who funded and conducted it's not shown cuz it's just a picture <laughs> which is basically study young men prefer playing video games over casual sex well um i you think that's a movie. thing do you think that's actually there's some truthfulness to that statement actually
0: yes because there's no risk involved
1: so yeah and also your controller doesn't lie to you nor have nope, it doesn't. <laughs> Nor have a commitment to. Well, games all require a commitment, but it's not gonna be like, hey, you gotta commit to me and marry me, you piece of shit. Okay, <laughs> all right. My my PC will give me <laughs> all the porn I need. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> well, there's that element too, where where video games are a lot more graphic than they used to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, no, like uh, one of the things in literature that um, I think pertains to real life is the the idea of catharsis. Okay, and. um, Everybody wants that moment where, boom, that's what I was waiting for, you know? <laughs> like, oh, yes, this plot twist, like, that just makes everything better. This this, um, this decision is finally made, you know, Jim and Pam finally get married. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's there's this moment where people are like, yes, this is what I've wanted. And when you, you put yourself in a video game, the quest is um kind of like, hunting task it's the chase it's the quest it's the the search for treasure it's the fight that you need to get through to win and um when you have a video game you don't actually have um you aren't risking anything but your own pride in that moment and um and 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 in that particular game and when you uh when you're trying to date someone and marry someone because you should always marry someone before you have sex (laughs) (laughs) Um, you you want that moment where everything is, is perfect and she says yes and you get married and uh, you go on to your happily ever after. But it's uh getting there requires that you say, Hey, I like you, you know, you pique my interest. Would you that's go out cringe. of the
1: with <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell a girl
0: you like them. Oh, that's gross.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, talk to women. What the Uh, oh,
0: well, it's better than some of the cringe stuff I've seen,
1: (laughs) yeah. So, I don't know how long you you said said you're married, so how long you've been out of the dating scene essentially? How how long you've been married for like what 10
0: some odd years? It's close to 15 years. 15 years, okay, Lord, Mr. 2008, um, seven or 2009, so next year.
1: Oh, okay, that's awesome, okay, so. Have you seen how bad it is when people talk about dating all this stuff now? It's it's so bad now. Like <laughs> I couldn't even tell you how bad this stuff is now. It's just what? not even worth it. That's why you have you seen the whole passport bros thing? There's a, look, I can't blame I, them for going out and getting women that are really better than women here for the most part. I say like, all of them here are d- terrible, but well, I can't blame them for it though.
0: Like, you know. There the, and this is kind of like a movie in the sense that there could be a lot of things wrong and a lot of things going on and your su- situations are always kind of like going to be nuanced and unique to your particular environment, um and and like so my my younger sister got married today or not today just this year this year and um she's you know we're in her thirties and she's kind of like a later marriage but and uh, you know like people were. Like I was, I, I mean, some people on Twitter can probably say, yeah, I've asked people to be like, Hey, you want to date my sister? She's really nice. And, <laughs> um, it's just sometimes a matter of timing and, uh, like where you are in life. I think like when men talk about dating women today, there's a big difference between what you want out of dating versus, and it's short-term, long-term stuff, you know, um, my sister didn't want to date anybody that was just a casual dating thing. You know, she wanted somebody that she could marry. So yeah, it took her a little bit a while, but I mean, like between COVID and everything, you know, uh, you know she found a really, really great guy. And um, I knew I would like him just from his bumper stickers. <laughs> He's got one on there that says um, honk. If you'd rather be watching the 1999 cinematic masterpiece starring Brandon Frazier, and white, Rachel Wife's The Mummy. And I was like, oh, that's one of my favorite movies. We're good. <laughs> so, and when people talk about dating today, it's like, well, are you dating to escape boredom or are you are you looking for some personal gratification um, or are you looking to find somebody to, to build a legacy with, to build your own little kingdom with, you know? Uh, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't really think about. They're just like, oh, I'm old enough to date. I should go date somebody, I guess. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, these are the oh people my God, I have to is from.
1: Yeah. Relationship <laughs> is over. Oh, my God. This girl has five kids now by five single dudes because she was like, I'm going to go date dudes. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That was, yeah. You know. Ugh, no, Lord. And
0: one of the things that my generation does lack is, a, is, um, is commitment. We don't okay. like institutions because they've been terrible to us, some of them. There's discrepancies. We're not sure what we can trust. We, we grew up in an era, not only with the Star Wars prequels, but, um, you know, like okay. the age of information, you were told to question everything. And skepticism has become a virtue and it's become a perpetual virtue. And people have forgotten that a skeptic isn't meant to stay a skeptic forever, You know, you don't have to go around pretending that, you you know, two plus two equals four um, and needs more research. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, once you find the right answer, you can stay with the right answer. (laughs) And uh, I kind of laugh. um, I I mean, obviously, I've been married for 15 years, so I can laugh at some of the people today where it's like uh, you're ruining Mm -hmm. your life. And I can tell why. But you're mm-hmm. not gonna like my answer, so I'm just gonna sit here and pretend not along. And and
1: yeah, that's what I gotta do. You know, it's gonna be a train. You know, it's gonna be a train wreck. It's just you gotta just you just enjoy watching it. You know, I love train crashes. <laughs> well,
0: well, and like I said, I have sympathy for probably all the wrong people. But um, if mm-hmm. I had to tell, if I if I had to tell men anything, it's like, look, don't give up. You know, and women, like I said, be worthy. Be worthy of the chase. Men don't give up the chase, and women be worthy of the chase. So I'll ask you two more
1: things. Before we head out, which is the first thing. Do you have any? Do you have a YouTube channel at all, of any chance?
0: You know, uh, it was funny you were talking about that at the beginning because mine just got terminated this week.
1: <laughs> what did you do?
0: See, that's the thing. Is like they're like, "Oh, you've gone against community guidelines," and I'm like, "I don't even know which one that you have a problem with." So I don't know.
1: So you're gonna so you're gonna do like Rumble or something? <laughs>
0: No, I've uh, actually got a Substack, so I'm gonna post okay. videos in that if, uh, if 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 I can, and uh, and mm-hmm. then uh, I I do actually like send emails out that way too. So if anybody's interested in my work, it's writercsjohnson.substack.com. Okay. And, uh, you know, come for the fun, stay for the guilt. So <laughs>
1: guilt, man, that sounds like a one night stand I had a few nights ago. Good lord, <laughs> I and it didn't happen. I texted my body pillow, but um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hopefully you uh you know could be out there and put your videos out there I, I, is there any traction on
0: substack sometimes uh you know it's one of those things where again it requires commitment and it takes time to build up your readership so i mm-hmm. think it's uh it's just like youtube and that in that, rec- in that re- where it, and 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 um it's like anything. You kind of have to refine your brand and everything and, and get it down. Yeah, and, I, and-, and
1: I feel my original channel was, is gone, you know, and <laughs> I have to kind of start from scratch doing this now again. I mean, well, it's not really starting from scratch. I had another backup plan, but it's just, you know, doing it on Rumble, a new platform, not really, Rumble's not really a new platform itself. It's more Rumble's refined itself throughout these years too. It's just getting over in this <laughs> audience. I know there's people here that like the stuff I'm doing. It's just, you know, yeah. never, just don't just don't give up. I mean- th- like I said before earlier, there's days you want to be like, nah, I'm done. It's, there. There's no hope here, but you can't do that. You just can't do that. The moment you give up is the moment you probably were going to hit it big, actually, you know?
0: Well, I was told when I started writing because writers, um, you know, in general, the, there are things that you can do to, like, be successful for sure. And um, I'm probably not going to be one of them just in, in terms of money. I'll never okay. be at the top of the list. Um I make decent money for what it's worth, but um, I have. You uh, could really always be good... a very good, consistent writer that makes decent <laughs> money. That's the thing. My uh, writing's slowed a little bit. I will say I'm really happy with the comic book thing because, um, like, between like the artwork work and everything, I have a lot more time to like let the story digest and stuff. But it's easier yeah. for me to write it down, mm-hmm. and than it is to like go through like, you know, 100k, you know, words. <laughs> yeah. But uh, homeschooling has, has slowed me down a little bit just because you know. <laughs> Well, I mean like you want to give the best to yourself to your kids. So. How old are your kids generally? Are, are, they, are uh, they like you know, I don't care that. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, they're they're old enough to act like teenagers, let's put it like that.
1: Okay. So yeah. So anywhere Another... between
0: three and 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 twenty five. Well,
1: okay. <laughs> well that is a broad number. I, I like it. So uh do you have any special shout outs you
0: want to give to anyone in particular? Anything else you want to say before we head out? uh no just thank you very much for having me on and i i don't feel bad about losing the youtube channel that much um i feel bad for all the effort and time i wasted on it but
1: um, well to be fair i told you before you still have rumble if you ever want to do that as a creative endeavor you know mm-hmm. and oh, this I- thing about rumble is none of your stuff's going to get terminated you know, The copyright <laughs> claims nothing so
0: well that's that's good to hear i uh, i've heard a lot of good things about rumble um i just uh I, I like joining other people and talking with other people. Oh, you like
1: being the addition to the group, not the main yeah. attraction.
0: Okay, right. I think the pressure's off then. <laughs> <laughs> it's more on you to perform. I just make you look good.
1: <laughs> whoa, whoa! See, I like that. See, that's what girls supposed to do. Girls supposed to be a complimentary piece of the man. But you see, in, in the Bible, so used to be a, I was a Christian at one point. God chose us first. He made us first. You guys, this you guys are number two just let this
0: well the way i explain it to people with my husband is my husband is the cupcake and i am the icing on top so hmm. i like it <laughs> yeah Good analogy. so no, i'm yeah. very happily married so you yep, can't
1: I, I, that's that's honestly great i'm happy um you know people have been getting divorced a lot now so much it's, it's crazy like someone's married like oh yeah you still married yeah blows your I, mind
0: well and, and that's <laughs> That's part of the reason why I like say say I have sympathy probably for all the wrong people because I've seen things that just kind of come out of nowhere and ruin things. Mm. And, uh, you know, some people are able to stick it out and roll with it, and, and but other times it's hard, it's just really, really hard. So, so the, last, the last thing I actually is you know, this is probably is something I'm going to start with all
1: my one on ones now, even the second appearances, even though throughout all okay. of them moving forward, which is you'll be the first one to try this on throughout your entire life. And where you're at right now, do you like the result you're at right now? Do you think it was all worth it?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like, uh, I have my kid. I have everything. I have everything that I've ever wanted, uh, except for one thing. Okay. So, and writer success. <laughs> I can't do anything about that one thing. So, <laughs> no, no, it's not that. Um, so, like, uh, if I had to, like, give my dearest wish out it's um. I have an atheist friend and I've been praying for him for a very long time. And I'd love to see him come to the Lord. So, mm, yeah. Okay. You know, there are people that pray for you for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, cool. um, but no, I got my master's degree. I got to teach cause I was supposed to get a job. I have a wonderful husband. I have beautiful kids who mm-hmm. drive me crazy in the right way, you know? <laughs> so, and uh, you know, Life can always be better, but I mean it's you know you want to have a life that's good and you and you know it's good and you just see the good some days. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no, uh,
1: great to meet you for the first time. I saw you you on uh, Orange Hat's channel. I was like, oh, she's been pretty cool. You know, it's like she had a little little mystique vibe to her. I was like, okay, let's see what she can let's see how she can destroy me. me
0: (laughs) Well, I I I will say like I I always um, I always feel like I am the least interesting person when I go and talk on these things. So it's I think that helps because I think it's wonderful what you're doing and you're building up your own legacy, like on YouTube, despite what troubles may come and and uh, you know terminate you. <laughs> mm. So also- it's good to know, but it's it's good to remind yourself too, like with stuff like that, like mm-hmm. just a single defeat doesn't mean this is the final defeat, and that's true. You know you it's just like the star trek thing too it's like you can make all the all the right choices in your life and still lose in some ways and um i just i would not trade my losses for any win in particular so i just gotta keep it getting better and i'll get my next win soon enough you know <laughs> but in the meantime i have a lot to be thankful for
1: yeah and uh, can we have you on for a second appearance, uh, you know, sometime in the future, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. I no, No, it's It's one of my goals that, like, I, I get invited back. <laughs> That's what really <laughs> makes me feel like I did a good job.
1: <laughs> yeah. G- generally, when it comes to second appearance, I told people I like to make sure there's a gap between. So when you see the person and you're like, oh, God, I like that person. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> you bring them back constantly. It's like you're you, you ruining the enthusiasm for people but oh no uh, no
0: i gotta get it i i i feel bad i was on a couple of channels um a couple of weeks ago and it's like oh but i got like really slammed with all the holiday stuff you know because mm-hmm. it's that time of the year where so i still have to like reach out to some other people and be like hey can i come back on Is that still you weren't alive. lying or anything <laughs> Well, the other side, I will say the other side of being an artist is, is that you do struggle with like, um, like that crippling insecurity a lot and the imposter syndrome. So it's nice for me to take a break and, uh, kind of like regroup and make Hmm. sure that all the functioning parts are still functioning. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know if you're up late, you said you're up late because you know, kids go to sleep early, but, uh, (laughs) we're always doing stream, we're always doing, you know, podcasts late. For the most part if you ever want to come on depending on certain days you have free then you can come on whenever you want to as launching as you know you've i mean i'm pretty sure people wouldn't hate you as long as you, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm very big on
0: like
1: oh, okay. a, no I'm, I'm I'm just very big on you know fitting the vibe if the vibe is good then you know i always bring someone on just you know try it out every once in a while you know but i don't, I don't know what days you're free we, we don't generally have shows on sunday like sundays are very rare day to have any panels the only show that i have on sunday the panels the the league of legends pockets that i have Sundays and Thursdays are usually the days I just have the one on ones for the most part. You know, so our panel <laughs> shows are Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. Those are our panel days.
0: Oh, well, that's, I'm, it's really, I gotta say, like, you must not have kids or a lot of them.
1: <laughs> I don't. And I'm okay. black. See, that, that, that That's a rarity. A black and having a bunch of kids. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, but we, we generally start late. I mean I and mean, for me, we was Mondays we start like 6 30 my time, which is PST, which is like nine for you, I think. Tuesdays we start at oh, like yeah. seven. Uh Friday we start at like six seven-ish. <laughs> Saturdays we start at like time five. Is. So so yeah, if you ever
0: are free any of those days, come on.
1: You can yeah. watch if you want to. If you're not oh, busy, wow. right?
0: Well, I was gonna say you're one of the lucky people that I will let you DM me. So just go ahead and ask if you see that I'm oh. tweeting or something.
1: Well it depends on what days you're up, You told me what, what what days you're what days are you free
0: generally? I forgot. Oh, it, it varies. I um I I I am a, at home and uh, you know, I'm a mom. So uh what? I, I no like, way. Yeah, yeah no. Hang out. Uh I've I've had to like step back from some things just because um I, my kids actually it's funny they don't actually like me doing podcasts. And I'm like really? one day when I'm dead, you're gonna find out my podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lord. So we'll, we'll probably have you on um Tuesday would be fine. Tuesday, because if we start at seven, it's ten I'll- o'clock for you.
0: I was gonna say a t- that's actually the barroom podcast day. So if you, oh, my if bad, you ever not Tuesday, to, good lord, you hop on with us and see if you can do that. I, I
1: would, I would actually join for Tuesday, but I have my own show Tuesday. That's the thing.
0: What about uh, you should do like a collab with Jacob one day, see if you oh, can multi stream two, two black guys talking to each other? <laughs> Hell no, no way. <laughs> oh, well, maybe if you were a wig, it would work better. Definitely not. Uh, <laughs> what about Monday? Um like next week,
1: yeah. Or, yeah. That's, okay. up to, that's up to you. I don't I don't know that Monday this week could work. we'll start we start at like 6 30, so that means like 9 30. It would have
0: to be late. So my um my daughter's actually in ballet recital and recital week is next. Mine
1: week.
0: too. Oh <laughs> cool.
1: so oh my god, my pillow's over there. What no? Get here. <laughs> um so yeah, if you want to come on, I'll, 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 I'll just Jesus Christ, I'm getting
0: old. Mm. Oh, well, you know, it's better than the alternative. Mm. Which is dying, which is <laughs> don't want that. Well, so, um, there is Benjamin Button we can
1: look to. So oh Lord. So yeah, I'll invite you this week on Monday around seven your time, which is like 10 for you probably. So you be I'll like,
0: yeah. you
1: be or a 630 when we start. So yeah, you could be a potential regular on our Monday show, but you're a you're a girl. So i thinking you stinking up all the, all the boys, you know. He, he, he you know handled- i'm
0: married to a man and i have a son so i'm used to boys <laughs> don't worry
1: there's another white girl there too so you, I- you won't oh. be alone
0: <laughs> oh, okay well i was gonna say i got plenty of fart jokes and 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 i i know um uh i know how to make the the um the spitting stuff you know work so good
1: lord so
0: <laughs> we'll see you guys later have a great night everybody